0: Hi again everyone we had some technical sorry um so just to recap the things I was talking about before welcome to Louise Art Talk with Caroline Fitzgib and um, basically I wanted I was I want to thank everyone who um, tuned in in the last session and I just wanted to remind you guys that not all of the videos or the streams will be um, sort of available on my IGTV stories, like the last one I've done with Leo Roscara. So to access all of them, please go to my website, lucrezia.uk, and there's a link in my bio, Um, and through there, you'll manage to reach a podcast section where you'll find all of the live streams. So we'll try again to connect with Caroline and see if we can manage this time. Hopefully this time. Um, Caroline is a contemporary arts Oh hi. hi. <laughs> yeah, nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Where are you sort of connecting from today? Uh
1: so I'm I'm currently situated in Bath. Um, I'll be moving back to Austria quite soon. But um okay. yeah, at the moment I'm here in Bath. So okay. pleasure to be oh. here.
0: Thank yeah, you. thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Sorry about the de- technical difficulties we were having <laughs> earlier, but now we're alive. It's and just we'll the go. first thing I did, you know. <laughs> yeah. OK, so I was about to say to our viewers that, um, you know, I know you quite well. We're really good friends um, and that we met on the I mean, we officially met on the Port Levin Prize sort of program. But I have seen your work both in your studio and in certain exhibitions that we will definitely talk about. Um, But for the people who don't really know you and don't know your practice, could you give us sort of a bit of an introduction to you as an artist and what you do?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Caroline. I am from Austria, but currently living in Bath. It's almost three years now, which is incredible. I'm doing my second degree in studying contemporary art practice. Mm -hmm. Um, I will consider myself as an artist working or creating installations. Um, I'm incorporating media such as sculpture, video, text and sound, Um, often performances as well. So I'm working quite broad. Um, In terms of themes I'm interested in, so I'm very much influenced by witchcraft, mysticism, um, ancient symbolism and alchemy. So yeah.
0: Okay, lovely, thank you. So um, in terms of this uh, intrigue that you have towards um, witchcraft and mysticism, alchemy um, and nature, I I see a lot of nature and connection with nature in your work as well. Um, And I just wanted to ask, as an artist who never really looked into that and never researched it um, what specifically interests you about these themes? So how do you merge um, mysticism and witchcraft with art?
1: Yeah um, so what interests me about witchcraft is how we nowadays perceive it like not just how witchcraft is portrayed in contemporary literature and film and how, you know, what associations come to mind when we think of witchcraft. I'm particularly interested in the figure of the witch. It's a very strong and a very independent figure. Um, but what is probably um, most interesting for me is the more ritualistic aspects of, of witchcraft and alchemy and mysticism as well. kind of. I'm trying, within my practice, I'm, I'm I'm kind of trying to revive those ancient rituals and trying to embed it into more contemporary uh, practice and into more contemporary context and trying how I could, you know, sustain and kind of uh, survive within our contemporary society.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. And while you were talking about that, actually, um, the In the Offing exhibition that you were a part of comes to mind and it was, you know, we spoke a little about it with Leah Raskara, my previous guest, because she was a part of it as well. But um, I remember your work as well, very well. And I actually have a really quick image just to show people what we're talking about. Um, this was sort of an installation shot that you took. And this sort of piece in, in particular really interested me. And this is the mm. a- this is a close up. Um, And what I really found interesting is that, you know, a lot of people, you all collaborated together very well, all the people involved in the exhibition in making works that were part of that exhibition. Um, And instead, in your work, it was very much about you making it. And I didn't really see a straightforward collaboration with others. So can you tell us a bit about if you did collaborate yeah, sure. with other people and maybe you didn't include yeah. the artworks but you made work with others?
1: Yeah exactly, um, so for those of you who don't know about the, the post Eleven Prize residency, um, it happened last year and it was the first residency I participated in and it was a very unique and a very you know exciting opportunity for me to you know, not just connect with with people working within different disciplines and having different art practices, but just opening up my own practice and, you know, just moving maybe out of my comfort zone and going beyond my my limits, really. Uh, So what I found very interesting was not just, you know, not just being positioned in a landscape which was very unfamiliar to me because, as I said, I grew up in Austria so we would have the mountains and the lakes, but we wouldn't have to see, so the forces of nature came across very brutal and very powerful. And uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm I'm obsessed with collecting things, so I have, you know, plenty of collections. I'm collecting, for instance, buttons or marbles or ancient books and things, so um, whenever i um I woke up in Port elevenn the first thing in the morning is walking along along the beach and just you know picking up things that I, I the sea washed up over the night um I'm particularly interested in you know the life or like the history behind every single object and you know who it once belonged to or you know what stories it might contain so i until i I had a little collection of, of things. I, I started to cast them in different materials. So I was working with white bronze clay. It's a material I absolutely don't recommend to all of you. It's horrible, <laughs> but you know, it's part of We are constantly learning. Um, but um, I also cast them in, in in white and black porcelain. And you know, it was. I, I then kind of arranged it uh, surrounding a black pile of volcanic sand. And the whole set up and the whole constellation was very much inspired by um, you know witchcraft and and, and how they you know ritualistic um, aspects and in terms of symbolism was what the circle means and yeah Um, and in terms of collaboration as you said to answer your question um, on the beach I found a little piece of of net and as I have a craft background myself I don't know if we have time in this conversation to talk about this further but um, I was interested in you know what kind of knots it was made of so I started to analyze it I had a whole lexicon with me in Porth and I started to analyze the net and the materials and um, as it turned out I started a collaboration with the, the local net maker and wow. you know um is a very small village in Cornwall um, and there used to be a lot of net makers who would provide the local fishermen with, with nets. But, um, the, the net maker I met is supposed to be the last net maker. And oh, wow. the workshop, most fascinating place I've ever been to. Like when I walked past for the first time. I think I have
0: an image of it.
1: Yeah, I think you have an image. Like when you walk past, you didn't even realize that something is happening in there. It had like dusty and dirty windows and the only thing which draw my attention towards it was like a very weirdly <laughs> but very beautifully <laughs> arranged the shop window um, mm-hmm. in colour because it was there for probably decades. So I, w- I went closer and had a look inside and I even you know looked through the through the keyhole and even sniffed through the keyhole for those who know me. Like <laughs> but um, you know it had this very particular very 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 strange smell of of history and of you know it was just containing the past and and, and past history so um, I wanted to meet this person I wanted to have a look into the workshop so I found a little number in the shop window and I called this number for I'm sure like 30 times and that's absolutely not how I normally deal with things um, but, you know, sooner or later he picked up and I was very lucky to have a look inside his, uh, his workshop. And it was the most beautiful wow. workshop. Um, and I took photographs of every single corner and I spent the whole afternoon in observing every little object. And he even said I was the first one who ever came into the workshop and, you know, just yeah observed it in this very detailed way. And I then um, developed... Um, some blind prints based on his workshops. So I would take photographs of his workshops and the technique is called photo etching. So you would um, expose a photograph onto an aluminum plate um, through a chemical process. I don't want to go into detail now, um, but you don't have the photograph on the aluminum plate and you can then work without ink and then have an, like the, the surface embossed. And I was working with handmade paper and it was really oh. nice exhibition when the framed prints were on the, on the wall. Like people from the distance you couldn't even see anything but you had to move close and you have to you know kind of explore the print itself to see the, the richness and all the details and it was very similar to the experience I had with discovering the workshop so I think it was quite nice to represent it in work as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's so <clears throat> beautifully said. <laughs> so interesting and you know what I really admire about you in a way as an artist is that you always have this need to um, explore and it comes through in all of your works I think Um, and I mean an immediate question that comes to mind after this is how do you deal with exploring and connecting with nature now that you know during this lockdown situation that we need to stay at home Uh, as much as possible.
1: Yeah, Um, to be honest, um, this time has been very tricky for me. Um, Just because, you know, going to university was a kind of routine for me. So I would wake up in the morning, go to university, spend there the entire day and even on the weekends. But now this routine is gone and, you know, I had to adjust to the new circumstances and make new routines. So I did an incredible amount of reading over the past over the past five, was it even six weeks? Yeah. Um, You know, and it has just incredibly influenced my way of thinking, my way of dealing with with my work. But after doing so much reading over the past few weeks, I I, I just felt the need to go outside and and just walk. You know, I've always enjoyed walking and hiking. I think that's a very Austrian thing. Um, (laughs) But a friend of mine, um, she introduced me to some really nice walking routes in and around Bath um, so she would take me on a journey and we walked about six hours a day and oh, wow. you know we three meters apart so
0: yeah of say. course with the precautions um, but, she,
1: <laughs> but she just showed me such a beautiful and unique perspective towards Bath and it just opened up my mind because I you know I, I would would never have experienced it myself because I didn't know about these routes but it's just about the process of walking and, you know, just keep on walking and, and, and exploring yourself, connecting with your inner self. It's a very meditative um, uh, thing to do. And it became really important for me and it's very necessary and essential, I would say.
0: Oh, wow. That's really interesting. I mean, yeah, it, Richard Long obviously comes to mind in terms of yeah. his art and walking. Yeah. yeah. And that process. So, yeah, that's really That's really it's really nice that you've lived in a place for three years and this situation actually changed your perspective um, around that place. Right. I think that's quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And a really important question that I want to ask you (laughs) is about your writing, because you also write poems and I find that incredible. Um, And I'm someone who never really explored writing in art you know in any type of form um yeah. but I remember seeing your your poems in the um on white poems and no lies exhibition that you mm-hmm. had with um Gabrielle who was another winner of the fourth prize um at Walcott Chapel in Bath and
1: exactly.
0: that was the first time I've seen your you know poems before and I found it so incredibly insightful in your work um, and to understand you as an artist so you know can you talk us a bit about this exhibition that you had and where the poems sort of fit in your practice because I find that really interesting.
1: Um, So uh, the collaboration started with uh, during the residency Um, so I met Gabriel who is a, a South African sound artist and he um, back then he was doing a master's in sound production at Bathsby University, he graduated last year and we soon, you know, became very close friends and I would consider him as probably one of my best friends and we always had the idea of (laughs) collaborating one day, but we didn't know it would happen so soon, so um, he was Back then, he was working on his um, master's project, which was a multi-channel sound piece. He would use some field recordings as well as some vocal recordings to compose um, a multi-channel sound piece. And he back then he asked me if he could record my voice and excuse me if he could record my voice um, while you know stating some of extracts of the poems as well as some extracts of philosophical. Um, psychological or anthropological um, um, texts. And yeah, so we soon after started planning the collaboration, we had an exhibition at Walker Chapel in Bath. Um, For those of you who don't know Walker Chapel, it's a a former chapel which got transformed into a a public gallery. Um, And it's this very mystical, Place, isn't it, Lulu? Yeah, um, like with <laughs> the the perfect graveyard, for your work. Exactly, with the graveyard <laughs> outside, <laughs> the gravestones would stand like fallen soldiers or something. Um, so, uh, yeah, I developed my first uh, collection of poems. It was, or oh, it is, a collection of 40 um, sheets. Uh, each, sheet's con- each sheet contains one poem, and each poem was typewritten onto handmade paper using uh, a typewriter from 1945. So it was this whole process of writing was very performance-based, really. And the poems um, tell the story of the, the White Jungle. The White Jungle is a fictional reality setting within my work, which not just surrounds my work, but also informs and you know just um, enriches my practice um, and the poems were presented on an ancient lectern which was positioned in the center of the, the chapel and visitors would come in, yeah exactly, so visitors would come in and either sit in the lectern read through the poems while being immersed into the 360 sound experience and yeah, it, it, we we got such good feedback and we even planning to take this exhibition further to Scotland. But, you know, with the current situation, we don't know how, you know, every, how everything develops. But yeah, let's keep the fingers crossed. Um,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. And I mean, in terms of the content of the poems, um, the language I was using is they are written from a very naive perspective, I would say, but still hinting towards political, environmental and uh, philosophical issues and concerns. Um, very much inspired by early surrealist and avant-garde poetry and literature. Um,
0: yeah, Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the exhibition yeah. will happen soon again, hopefully, because it was incredible. The experience was amazing. I, I never I mean, I've been to many exhibitions at Walcott Chapel because it's um, you know, it's rented out to our university quite often. So we have a chance to exhibit there and I've exhibited there as well once, um, but I've never seen anyone use the space like you two did. Um, I think it, you kept it so simple and to the point that it was really, really powerful in the end. Um, yeah. And I really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed reading your poems for the first time there. It was really incredible.
1: Um yeah I mean um, I've, you know, yeah. I've always um I've always enjoyed the process of writing, and I keep a diary, so I try to to um to you know make an entry in my diary almost every day just because it's necessary for me to reconnect with myself and just get the thoughts out of my head. but you know, I've never really um composed some poems in English just because it's not my first language, but it was a nice way because you have a very fresh attitude towards you know the language you're not very much familiar with so it keeps you keeps you on a safe um, track I would say. Yeah
0: definitely and actually my next question was going to be um, if you're still writing now since it seems uh, something that can be easily so to speak done in quarantine um, in terms of logistics you know it's quite accessible so are you still you know writing poems or just your diary or other
1: things? Um, I mean I'm very lucky to have my typewriter with me Um, and as I said I'm doing a lot of research and reading at the moment and keeping my diary um, filled but um, I'm currently working on a collaboration with a former MA Fine Arts student he graduated last year as well and we started this collaboration I think almost half a year ago and it's based on the um, surrealist idea of Exquisite Corpse. I don't know if you know about this. It's basically like one starts a line and the other one continues and it's going okay, on yeah. and on and on. Um, and, you know, it worked quite well before the lockdown, but especially now during the lockdown, it's actually quite nice. You know, it's, it's, it's a very slow process because at the moment I'm kind of overwhelmed with the amount of emails I receive. I <laughs> But, um, you know, it's gradually growing, which is nice, and we are, as soon as it's finished, it might never be finished, but as soon as it finished, we we are aiming to, you know, to have a publication or, you know, present a book or something. It's kind of nice when you, you know, when you merge two different styles of writing and, yeah, having two individuals working on one piece of, of work and text is something very personal and intimate anyway, so, yeah.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. Obviously, let me know whenever this happens and it sort of gets out to the public. I'd love to have a look at that. Yes, sure. Um, and yeah, actually, I was going to ask you as well about your a project that you're running, um, which is sort of another project that you started before the lockdown and then continued it now during, which is the Viennese Salon. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I haven't been, you've had two <coughs> sessions of this um, sort of, a united group um, discussion which you will obviously describe better but um I was able to be a part of the second session not the first one um which was virtual because it happened I think a week ago or a week and a half ago more or less so can you tell us yeah can you tell us a bit about this project you know how it came about and yes how you're dealing with it now during the lockdown
1: yeah um so the Viennese Salon is my, my latest project and it's basically going back to my time in Vienna when I did my first degree. Uh, I was part of a of an artistic community or group even, and uh, the group consisted of uh, musicians, um, poets, writers, um, actors, artists of all kind really, and we met every now and then in the organizer's living room and would perform You know, in front of each other, like musicians would present a new song or poets would read out a new text. Um, Painters would bring a canvas and just, you know, share their new works with us. And it was such a unique experience. And when moving to Bath, I just missed it and wanted to share this experience with my friends and my community here. So I started this project in March this year. and the original idea was to use my own living room in my apartment to um, host an event every month and um, kind of, you know, create a safe stage for artistic experimentation. So inviting people to share their thoughts and share their ideas. It doesn't have to be completed work. It can be a work in progress. So just, you know, even if you don't want to present anything, just be part of a group and just belong to a group. Um, so, uh yeah, and I was very lucky um, with the first one that I could use Walker Chapel as a, you know, as, a, as yeah. a space. And it was a great experience because we could actually physically explore and physically share our thoughts and ideas with each other. Um, but then, obviously, lockdown happened. Um, and last week, last Thursday, was the first, the second uh, Viennese Salon and the first virtual Salon. Um, it was a great experience and I feel... And I feel especially during this, during these circumstances we're currently in, it's even more important to stay connected and to just give people the feeling that they, you know, belong to a group and just continue exchanging knowledge and exchanging ideas and thoughts and, you know, just stay connected really.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I loved <laughs> the virtual version as well. I haven't, again, I haven't been to the uh, Walcott Chapel one, which was a shame. was but... much
1: better. Because we had Austrian cake.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, and the cake You baked the cake for everyone. That was so nice. But um, <laughs> I was really jealous.
1: Bringing in tradition. Yeah,
0: but um, but yeah, but the virtual version worked out really well. I mean for me it was really interesting and you had three artists present their works um, and we kind of all discussed it was really nice because we discussed you know those individual artists and their works the works they presented but we also got into very general discussions as well by the end obviously about the situation um, and about other things as well which was really really nice and talking about your living room um, you I remember that you did a sort of exhibition so to speak in your living room i think in first year or second year i can't remember, um, can't
1: remember. Exactly. it it started in my first year of my my studies yeah. um so the idea was to open up my living room and use it as an exhibition space and in the first in the first year i kind of retransformed the whole space so i covered everything in in white sheets and presented a range of of, of yeah. different books of mine Oh, this was actually the second one.
0: Oh, so sorry. One, yeah. I thought maybe this one is
1: the first one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I covered everything in white sheets of fabric and um, just playing with the idea of, of you know, how, how, how it changes the whole perception of inviting um, an external audience to your private space, which is a very personal thing to do, but then discussing your works and something very formal becomes... Quite informal and very relaxed and, and yeah. very nice atmosphere. And I presented a range of of, of works, um, ceramics, performance, video, sound. And the year after the photograph you sh- showed um, earlier, the year after I opened it again, um, and I retransformed the space again. And I had this massive weave occupying the whole living room, and it was yeah. made out of twelve uh, rolls of needle punch paper. Oh, wow. So a needle punch industrial machine and I transformed the surface of the paper by creating you know endless holes in it so the the characteristics of the paper would change and I was able to work with a material which is normally very you know stiff and, and hard and I was actually able to um, to use it more in a more textile way so I was able to yes. integrate it in space and yep. it was a very playful installation so people would Come in. i was working with the natural uh, cycles of the day so it was executed from 9 to 10 p.m in the evening so you know it became gradually wow. dark and people were handed a torch and they, <laughs> it was very playful it was based on some ideas of of young and the you know the infantile play yeah. but um it was interesting how people like for instance my my tutors and you know more serious people yeah. <laughs> would fully explore the installation and crawl underneath the weave and just make you know weird silhouettes on on the wall and and it was all um, accompanied by a, a soundscape I composed for the piano and a performance I executed midst the weave so it was all very surreal and quite absurd I would say but this is what was very interesting to not always explaining everything you know just keeping just keeping things for um, you know, just open for uh, your own imagination and, and own interpretation. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. And actually talking about, um, you know, you installing work in your own living room. Do you now that we need to stay at home quite a lot more than usual? Do you actually rethink, um, you know, do you think back at that exhibition or artwork? in a different way with different eyes or do you even see the space that you're living in right now with different eyes and from a different perspective? Um, That's a tough question.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, you know, at the beginning of the lockdown, I was quite struggling to think of using the space in an, any artistic way just because I had to move all my things from university back home. So it was packed with boxes and it was horrible to be honest. Um, but you know now that time is running out I, I kind of have a lot of creative ideas and and, and plans how to how to use my space um, once again as an exhibition space, even though I can't invite an external audience to my space and, and share my projects. But there might be, you know, potential for other ways of, of, of sharing the contents with it. Might be even through a live screen or, you know, just Definitely. existing on photographs or on video or anything. So I'm planning a few interventions within my space. Um, but yeah, let's, you know, stay. Yeah, I will be- <laughs> yeah i'll
0: definitely continue obviously following you and looking out for new interventions in your space i missed i also missed the second year um uh sort of or first year exhibitions in your in your house which is so Mm -hmm. annoying because i loved it through through photos it (laughs) looks really cool um but this is the time we have for today i'm so sorry we ran out but it was such a nice conversation thank you so much for